Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We have a really fun show for you guys today. This is a show that Julie and I thought of the other day as we were talking about, you know, at the end of the day, we decompress after we go into uh, Orange Theory. And some of you guys uh, we've been, you know, who are involved in our 90-day 10-10 challenge, you know what I'm talking about. But Orange Theory is this gym that basically Julie and I call adult torture or orange hell. If you go there, you'll understand what I'm saying. Anyway, so after we were working out there, we were talking about the interesting theme that happens in a lot of the communications we get from all of you this time of year. And all the communications revolve around really one theme, and that is trying to rationalize being lazy. And that's the reason that we did the WTF 90-Day 10-10 Challenge. And again, those of you guys who are in the private mastermind who helped to make the book number one bestseller know what I'm talking about. Um, and the moral of the story is, is the rationalization of trying to be lazy. It's, it's, it's really it's, it's an epidemic in our industry in fourth quarter. And it's not new. It's been that way forever. But I have to say over the last maybe five or six years, I've seen the um, tendency to want to rationalize being lazy. I've seen it go from just November and December, and now it's stretching all the way back into September. And what you guys don't realize is that a lot of the ways you're thinking and acting are causing or will cause real pain in your future. And we've again, we promised you guys at the start of this month that we are going to drill down more in fourth quarter. We are going to focus more. We are going to bring more intensity to everything we did so you can feed off of it, so you can have at least us to attach to. <laughs> if we're the only people in your life that are not trying to be lazy in fourth quarter, that's good. It'll just be us, right? So it'll be our little posse. The you know We have uh, 100,000 regular listens to this podcast and all the guys that have helped to make our book number one. It's not a big group of people, but it's enough. Let's just together commit that we're going to all drill down in fourth quarter and, and really do something spectacular. Because when you have that kind of momentum and you roll into the new year, you kick absolute ass. I, we Look, go to the private Facebook page, members, and you will see lots of people talking about their best years ever, talking about the fact that they've made more money, and the conversations we get to have with those people are it's fun because they don't know what to do with it. You know, um, They need to know how to invest it. I just had a conversation with a very well-off guy, uh, a private coaching client I've had on and off for three years, and uh, he's making he made so much money this year that he has never really taken the time to set up any of his investing other than just the preliminary sort of you know retirement accounts. And so we got to talk about that. I want to have conversations like that with all of you. That that's fun, right? I mean that's a fun conversation. So what the podcast today is going to be about are the five things that you're avoiding the most and what to do about it, right? So right in the line of what we were talking about, avoiding complacency, having a WTF or I'm sorry a a TFW mindset, which is total effing war, by the way. Having a mindset of that in fourth quarter. Right. Oh, definitely. Aren't they? <laughs> I know. So it's, it's five things that you're avoiding the most and what to do about it. So we have five quick points. We're going to go through my think on today's show. Write these down. Think about them. Be introspective. And before we do, Julie, I know you have some people you want to uh, appreciate, show gratitude towards for um, maybe yes. posting here or posting there. Yes. 
Absolutely. So on the private Facebook page, we have a posting from Lisa Johnson Medford, who posts a picture still in the dark of her getting her morning workout over with. Already down five pounds, has a buyer appointment this afternoon. Thanks for all the support and have a great day. Lots of people reporting in on the 10-10 challenge for uh, fourth quarter. Tatiana Garza de Hernandez, 10-10 times 90, she writes in her report today. Buyer under contract, working on listings, working the coming soon strategies. Uh, so she's reporting in. And then many of our listeners are doing uh, some kind of past client center of influence, give back party, pumpkin fest, different things of this nature that we've talked about. They're getting those ready, so thank you for posting that. And then we have a, uh, let's see, we've got a Cedar Rapids, Iowa uh, referral, and I think I just saw another one. I, I was trying to find that again. Uh, anyway, there's at least two or three referrals sitting on the private Facebook page. Lots of people enjoying the soft copy of Harris Rules, people posting that and their favorite rules that they're using. So just a quick uh, shout out over to our Facebook reviewers. And let's see, uh, from, I think I've already read that one. Okay. Uh, Kelly Burdiak, Tim and Julie Harris have given my husband tons of knowledge and guidance and coaching and now in their new book. This will definitely help him get on track. Follow their rules. Highly recommend this read. And several of you guys have uh, said that it should be given out with your real estate license, so thank you for uh, suggesting that. Maybe that will actually happen one day and help all of you guys do easier deals as well. So back to you, Tim. Those are all my shout-outs. Well, let's just jump into it, Julie. So, um, again, we want you guys to use today's show, and we're going to go through all these points today, to be introspective about the things that you need to get done. Now, I want you to be very, very clear Fourth quarter is not about working on the files in the Mickey Mouse administrative stuff or your website or your lead follow-up plan or I'm not your lead follow-up plan, but your drip campaign. It's not about doing all the administrative stuff. Fourth quarter, more than virtually any other quarter of the year, is about making contacts and getting listings and getting listings at a level that if you know some of these guys will want to list in the spring, that's fine, but have them locked in. Get pre-signed listing contracts, do whatever it takes. Listen to past podcasts um, that we, where we've discussed how to overcome holiday objections, and obviously we'll be doing more shows on that as we get more into the holiday season. It's kind of weird talking about that. I know because it's in most of the country. It's still warm out, still nice out, but you guys know as well as I do. At the end of this month, we're from Ohio. I remember very clearly it's almost always right around Halloween in Ohio. It's almost like a switch gets flipped, and all of a sudden, guess what? It's winter, or it's at least getting ready for winter. Um, and so, you know, that's coming. It's looming. And you know people's mindsets change. You know their approach to real estate changes. So you cannot allow yourself to be pulled into the complacency that is unfortunately endemic in fourth quarter. So the most common things that we've seen from listeners and members of our coaching programs, the five things you're avoiding the most and what to do about it, point number one, never really learning to be a listing agent or never learned to compete on listings that are not referrals. What do you do? You obviously have to learn and follow the seven-step listing process. This requires you have a pre-qualification script, pre-listing uh, package, uh, listing presentation, proven scripts, the whole thing. And I think that's a really critical point. If you're not, uh, if your first and last thought every day isn't listings with regards to your business, the question you have to be asking yourself is why. Most of you who have listed houses before have only listed with your centers of influence, past clients, or maybe a, uh, like a network referral from a Relo company or like a Dave Ramsey type deal. You've never actually competed for a listing. 
oh, sure, you may have been competing with some other agent for the referral from, you know, ABC Reload Company, but for the most part, you've never actually been somebody that knows how to lead generate, knows how to pre-qualify, knows how to send a pre-listing pack, knows how to present the contract or present, you know, uh, during the listing presentation, get the contract signed, and then get the listing sold. You know that there are agents out there that have that skill, or at least you suspect that there are, and they're the ones that are making all the money, but you just don't know how to go about getting the information. Well, that is one of the things that you need to stop avoiding. You need to accept the fact that your listing process probably sucks, and by sucks, I mean it doesn't even exist. Every listing presentation is different. You don't know what to say. There's no order of it. You rely on your personality or, you know, as I said, for most of you, you don't even do that much because you, the listings are assumed because it's your mom. That's not competing. Those are just the easy deals that you know occasionally you're going to get. If you want to truly create wealth in real estate, you have to. You know this, right? You have to become a listing agent. If you want to become a listing agent, you have to have a proven system. And if you don't have a proven system and you're just winging it, you're always going to lose. You're going to have your ass handed to you anytime you're in a real competitive situation where the person sitting across from you isn't your favorite Aunt Molly. Julie, anything else you'd like to tag on to that? <laughs> well, I, and I have to say a cautionary tale from kind of a conglomerate of coaching experiences. Don't wait until you actually have your clock cleaned by somebody you didn't no see kidding. coming. Okay, That's usually Honestly, how it happens, guys, though. Why do you do that? Yeah. yeah, I mean, oh, I don't need a pre-listing package because I've taken all of the listings I've always gone on. Well, how many is that? Well, you know, 12 to 15, and where did your listings yeah, come over, from? Well, they're all referrals. Over five years. Over five years, right? Well, yeah. okay, so good for you for doing that. That's great. Congratulations. But that gravy train does come to an end because not everybody you know is going to list with you all the time. They're going to buy their houses with you. They're going to stay with them. I've even had coaching clients, and you mentioned Relo, where they had a really great Relo relationship, and then that went away, and they thought they were great listing agents, but then they have to compete, and it's like a totally different game. Don't wait until you have your butt kicked because one of two things happens. For sure, you lose that listing, which is bad enough, right? But then the next thing that will happen is you'll get totally turned off to listings and never build that skill, or you'll have to get it together real fast, and this is where some of you actually get your pre-listing packages and your listing presentations together and actually follow a real listing plan. But why would you wait? Proper previous planning prevents pitifully poor performance. Why live through the pitifully poor performance and cost yourself money? Just get it together now. I do think this is perhaps one of the number one things that uh, agents avoid because it requires work and skill and upgrading and effort. But, you know, that's also why they call it work and not vacation. Vacation is something else. Well, but, here, here, but here, here's an interesting psychological thing that happens. When you basically have your act together, when you have your listing presentation, your pre-listing pack, when you know how to present, when you're actually organized, what happens is you then are excited to go after sellers because you're ready for the game. You're all suited up. You got everything perfect, and you're ready for the big game. You're ready to go into battle. You're a gladiator. You're a Russell Crowe. Whatever imagery you want to have to basically emphasize the fact that you are ready for – you're ready to get it on, right? That's how yes. you feel when you have That's all right. your pre-listing pack done, when you have your listing presentation ready to go. You will literally drive around with pre-listing packs in your car looking for opportunities to people that, you know, to say, hey, you know, that maybe a FISBO, maybe a, someone you want to cross, a builder, a new build rep, who knows what. 
You will be actively looking to go after the business because you will know with 100% confidence that you have the knockout punch in the pre-listing pack and the system that you can follow. That's the interesting psychology that happens on the other side of no longer winging it. Point number two, Julie. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, and you see that on the Facebook page because they'll post their pre-listing packages and then say, bring it on. I love that. That's right. So point number two, uh, mistake or things you're avoiding. Never really learned how to generate my own leads versus buying them or waiting for the real estate gods to send me a new referral or repeat client. What do I do about this? Well, understand the spokes in the wheel model for lead generation and start taking your spokes seriously. Don't just dabble become the best at it. How many times have we heard agents say, well, I tried this, but it didn't work out. I tried that and it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work in my market, whatever, all these excuses. If you keep doing that with all of your lead generation, you're never going to have successful lead generation. So stop dabbling in it and really embrace it. And we talk about the spokes in the wheel model quite frequently. Really it gets down to, and we talk about this a lot in the Harris Rules book, it gets down to not just looking for that one thing that people are always trying to sell you in your email or what have you. There is no one thing, okay? It doesn't exist. You have to do multiple things, have multiple spokes in your lead generation wheel, all working in conjunction. And that's why the most successful agents always hear from their prospects, well, we see you everywhere. We know you from well, Pilates class, but my best friend also sold their house with you. And, you know, my house expired and you called me. You have all these things working in conjunction. Back to you. Now, the, the, the mistake that agents make is like when you join our coaching program, there's, uh, we show you 50 different proven lead generators, and most of them are designed around generating listing leads. And what the weak agent will do, and just label, you know, take the, take the uh, insult if it's appropriate, is they're going to gravitate towards whatever lead generators they perceive will cause the, them the least discomfort. And that's the exact wrong decision to make. So when you're building your lead generation wheel, right, the spokes on the wheel analogy we've talked about a lot on our show, but the essence of it is is you have to have a multiple spoke wheel. The ideal real estate practice has five to seven spokes. and Each spoke represents a source of business. If you do not have enough spokes on your wheel, and most agents are plagued with not having enough, they'll have one spoke, center of influence and past client, or they'll have their other one spoke we see a lot are people that only know how to prospect. They don't have diversity of lead generators. But if you if so you don't have a very strong wheel, wheels rolling down on the front of your bike, you can envision it. You hit a little pebble in the road. If you have a one-spoke wheel, the wheel collapses, and then you're out of business. That is what happens all the time to real estate agents. And then they come to us, and they say, I was just working my centers of influence and past clients, and you know, there's only so much I can get out of that. I, no one ever told me that that was a limited business concept in the first place. What do I do now? Then we explain the spokes on the wheel, and it's almost like, oh, that makes total sense. But here's the key. You have to put the right spokes in the wheel in the right order, otherwise your, sp- your wheel will never have any integrity. And the spokes you need to put on the wheel the fir- first are the ones that require the skill. So you're going to be thinking, and you're gonna, with, with what Julie just said, a lot of you are going to be thinking, cool, I'm going to go buy my business. I'm going to go buy leads. I'm going to do direct mail. I'm going to do Facebooking. I'm going to do all this stuff that requires no uh, opportunity for me to feel rejection or where I don't have to feel like a salesperson or there's no perception of conflict. I can just basically do all this passive crap and wait for people to come to me. You can do passive stuff, but you cannot have passive stuff as one of your first three spokes. 
because the passive stuff is inconsistent. There's passive lead generation and there's proactive lead generation. You have to do the proactive lead generation stuff first, otherwise your business and your lead source will have no integrity. Your wheel will break. If you do not have a strong wheel and you do not have strong, consistent lead generation, you have no business and you're out of business and your only script you'll need to know going forward is do you want fries with that. I'm trying to make you laugh, but you guys get the point. Point number three, Julie. You got it. Point number three, things they avoid, accountability, pretty much of any kind, financial, skills, following a schedule, embracing if it's meant to be, it's up to me, it's not up to your broker, not the market, not interest rates, not the time of year, and not who's president. What do you do about this? Well, here's a start that everybody can work on. Don't just have a schedule. I'm quite certain almost all of you have worked out your ideal schedule, either through your office manager, through Harris Rules, your treasure map, or even on your own. I'm sure you have a schedule, but actually follow the schedule and make sure it reflects your goals. 80% of your day should be on lead generation and lead follow-up, 10% on appointments, and 10% on your getting ready, working on, and studying. Your job is to earn while you learn. Most agents have this flip-flopped. They spend 80% of their time getting ready to do something, working on, tweaking, studying, and maybe if they're lucky, even 10% of their day doing the things that make you money in real estate. Would you agree with that, Tim? Yes, and, and I perfectly said, and I'll, I'll, let me further drill down on the word accountability. Accountability is something that you know intuitively you have to have to accomplish anything great in life. Every single top-performing anybody, it doesn't matter if they're a musician, it doesn't matter if they're a professional of any variety, certainly an athlete, they all have external accountability. They all have coaches. And guess what? Even if you're one of these big ego types who says, I don't need anyone holding me accountable, you still have accountability because you have bills that you have to pay. So you have accountability no matter what. But here's the fascinating thing. The more accountability that you accept in your life, the higher uh, performer that you're going to be consistently. Just a fact. And again, you know that intuitively. If, you're, if you struggle with that, if you fight with that, if you're confused about that, I promise you that that is the, simple, that is the one reason why you're not accomplishing more in your business and your life because you're refusing external accountability. Look, you know, Julie and I are going to Orange Theory, and we pretty much don't like it every day, but we have accountability of being there. We have accountability of doing what we're supposed to do from the hour that we're there, and guess what? We're seeing the results. If Julie and I just went to a gym ourselves, and we're pretty focused, drilled down people, as a lot of you guys know from listening to our podcast, number one international best-selling book, all this other stuff, so we get stuff done, but I promise you that if we went to the gym by ourselves, if we didn't have the accountability, that we would be doing 10% in the gym that we have to do because we got somebody that's watching us the whole time. You're the same way. That's the reason as part of our coaching program, the premier coaching program, we have the, a 90-day massive action plan. We have the real estate game. We have, um, Julie, what's the third one? There's a really cool third, another third uh, widget that we created too. Um, the daily, uh, the, uh, the oh, you know, the, the daily. The success game. The real estate game. The real estate game. Yeah, the success game. So, guys, look, we we have literally, we've gamified, if you will, um, your daily accountability so that you can literally, like the 90-day massive action plan. Okay, the other one was, Julie, the survival plan, right? So if you Ah, come to us and you're saying, 
Right. And you're and you're saying, Oh my gosh, I am so behind the eight ball. I should have listened to you guys months ago. Financially I have literally wolves all the way around me. I need a solution. We're going to tell you to follow the survival plan. And the survival plan is going to get you into massive action uh, fast. It's going to give you literally what you should be doing almost hour by hour, but certainly day by day and, and for the next ninety days. And when you plan and when you follow it and you check it off and you follow it just like a plan, you know, because that's what it is. On the other end of that, you're going to be at a different place financially. That's the, that's the system that we put several systems in place. So if you come to us and you want a 90-day plan and you don't have the necessary – you don't have the pack of wolves that are trying to chomp at you, you know, you're not running from financial problems, well, then you can follow the 90-day plan. And then the one that everyone really likes is the daily real estate game, and that's where every single day you get to indicate uh, – you, you basically win based on how many points you scored that particular day uh, with regards to the activities that you're supposed to do that put you in the position of helping people and making money. So these are all the different forms of accountability we give you guys as far as premier coaching. But start with the mind that I must have external accountability if I'm going to accomplish anything significant in life. And when you do, you will accomplish things so much faster than you ever would have otherwise. That is the magic of accountability. And that when you can set your ego aside and know that that's what you need in your life to really do miraculous things in your life, you're going to feel liberated because you're going to know exactly what you need to do every single day, and you're going to know with a high level of confidence that when you continue to do those things, you're going to end up at a place that's much better than where you are now. Number four, Julie. Number four, related to this, because it is getting back to accountability, things they avoid, physical health, nutrition, weight, and general complacency, because it all is related. Most of the time, when you're also overweight and having poor nutrition, you probably are also guilty of poor lead follow-up, poor prospecting, inconsistent marketing, and maybe not the best skills on your listing presentations. It's all related. So what do you do about it? Well, remember the schedule you're supposed to have? Where is your workout? What is your physical plan? How are you being accountable to it? I'm going to use an example from one of my private coaching clients today who historically has been very good at goal setting and goal achieving, but has kind of fallen down a little bit lately on the physical plan due to lots of different reasons, travel, different things going on, and just kind of got off track. So he was saying, well, the goal is to get back with my trainer and, you know, I want to lose a few pounds, kind of these nebulous things. But on our call, we drilled down to what will you weigh by when, how are you going to do it, and what level of commitment do you have? So he chose, they've got a vacation coming up in January uh, to a nice sunny beach where, you know, they're going to want to look a little bit better. And so that's a great anchor. That is a date in the Harris Rules book, we talk about the difference between a dream and a goal. The difference is, a dream is, I want to get back on track and lose a little bit of weight and eat healthier. Well, who doesn't say that practically on a daily basis? That's just a dream. People say that all the time, but how many people do it? A goal is measurable, specific, time-dependent, written down. That's when you know you're serious. I'm going to lose this many pounds by this date because of this event, and here's how I'm going to do it specifically. What days of the week, what time of day will you be working out? How are you going to handle the nutrition part of this? That's a plan, not just, yeah, I want to get back on track. So this is one of those things that's often avoided. And in fact, when you're working on your physical health, you are secretly also working on everything else because at the end of the day, it's all discipline. Ready for point number five, Tim? 
Yes, I'm ready for point number five. And I love what you said, Julie. A goal is a dream with an action plan. That is really where most – I love it, Julie, because you're so right. That is where virtually everyone falls down is basically they don't have the – they have the goal. They have the I'm going to do this. They make the dream board. They go through the whole you know, rigmarole of meeting with everyone and talking about the fact that they're going to do this, the other thing. But they never put an action plan in place. And more importantly, the action plan they put in place has no external accountability. You guys focused on this? It's amazing, isn't right. it? Well, right, okay, Julie, so let's talk about that for a second, right? Let me just hover there because if we go back to Orange Theory, they have built-in accountability. If you are more than five minutes late to class, they don't let you in. They still charge you. Okay, So there is some immediate pain if you screw it up. That is immediate accountability. If you don't have something like that set up through a coach, maybe you're not as serious as you could be. So just saying, we are subject to this as well. All right, point number five, cash flow versus cash spurts. Can't seem to get into consistent income month in and month out. What do you do about it? Only do the things that matter every day. Lead generation, lead follow-up, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, closing, lather, rinse, repeat. If it is not on that list, you will have cash spurts, not cash flow. It's a fact. So here's an exercise for you guys. Start tracking just for one week. Write down how much real time are you spending on lead generation, lead follow-up, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing versus everything else that you're calling work. That's some serious accountability and real introspection. And then make an assessment at the end of the week. Am I spending enough time? And maybe my results are related to this. Some of you guys do this in fits and spurts, and you'll be really great at most of this assuming you don't have three deals pending or a deal coming apart or a really intense buyer or a listing yelling at you. So look at that. What is it that gets you off of this dollar productive schedule and what are you Julie, doing to prevent that? Yes. Ultimately, the only way, as I'm sure you know because you wrote this in the book, the only way they're really going to ever get on the other side of cash flow versus cash spurts is by being a listing agent. That's it. That's the only way you're ever going to do it. Because the cash spurts come from your moods. Your cash, your cash spurts come from, uh, you know, the time of year. Your cash spurts come from just all these other things that basically are a normal part of being human. That's the reason having listings is the ultimate way to uh, essentially be successful in this business. And I want you guys to envision this. Some of you, you know, this is an easy thing to see. It's others of you, it's a struggle, but it doesn't matter. Let's say your goal, let's say you've never uh, have been prominently a listing agent. You've been a typical real estate agent that's just chased whatever leads showed up in your voicemail or your email. Or maybe you're one of these poor souls that's only been in the business during this last 10 years where it's been normal to buy leads. So you just don't know that there's uh, others ways and better ways to be successful in this business. You, you think that, you know, you treat the lead selling portals as your only source of business because you don't know how to generate. You think it's normal to basically spend all your nights and weekends chasing moderately motivated buyers. That's your reality. You know, it sucks, but no one's ever told you there's an alternative. Well, here's the alternative. The alternative is to have a consistent number of listings. And we call this your magic number of listings. And there's a formula that's behind the magic number of listings that, we're gonna, that we've talked about before. And, you know, there's not enough time left uh, for me to kind of go through all the elements of it. But here's the moral of the story. When you have, most of you, if you had 10 listings at all times, 
pretty much every sort of financial everything that you'd ever want in life would be right there in front of you. For example, if you were in Columbus, Ohio, where Julie and I sold real estate successfully for about 10 years, and you had 10 listings at all times, and your average commission was, let's just call it something simple and realistic of $10,000, right? So if you're making $10,000 every time a property sold, and you had 10 listings at all times, in Columbus, Ohio, realistically, you could have probably three or four of those houses sell per month. That means, guys, are you paying attention? You know, gross uh, commission every single month, you'd be making thirty to $40,000 a month if you had 10 listings at all times. 10 listings at all times is an incredibly easy number of listings to have at all times. Once you move past a lot of the mindset issues you guys have about being listing agents, and once you learn and accept the fact that you have to be willing to you know, master the skills of being a listing agent. And by the way, we don't want you to go to school first and then hoping one day you'll earn money as a listing agent. We want you to earn while you learn. That's the reason all of our coaching program is designed to get you into action out there, literally putting you in harm's way, talking with sellers while you learn the scripts. Because every psychological study that's ever been done has shown that people will learn incredibly fast when they're actually put in the environment where they have to actually be forced to learn it. For example, if we tell you guys how to go after an unrepresented owner, aka a for sale by owner, and we give you the scripts and everything, most of you, 90% of you are going to spend months, if not years, studying it, get ready and get ready to get started, thinking about every possible objection a seller might have. You are going to waste your life getting ready to get started. Whereas the successful agents, what they're going to do, even before they have all the information, even before they know necessarily the uh, unrepresented owner, FISBO, uh, part of our uh, premier coaching program. They're just going to say, the hell with it. I want the money. I want to know the success. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to go after the business now. And what happens is, is they learn the script instantly. They learn the process instantly because they have the pressure of having to be in front of that seller. That's what we want all of you guys to do. When you do that, when you approach the business with that mindset, hey, guess what? In our early 20s, we sold over 100 houses. In our first year in the business, our first full year in the business, National Association of Realtors did articles about us. We went on a book tour. Our first book was called Zero to Ten Million One Year. It's not in print anymore. That was 20 years ago. But we did it. We did exactly what we're telling you guys can still be done now. Everything that we did, you guys can do. Everything that we did, we've taught literally tens of thousands of other real estate agents how to do. This is not a new unproven thing. This is an absolute proven path that works in all price ranges, works in all market conditions, works no matter what the interest rates are, no matter who the president is, it doesn't matter. But the moral of the story, guys, is if you had 10 listings at all times, very few of you wouldn't have a miraculous uh, change of events in terms of the quality of your life. Very few of you wouldn't have literally a, a total and complete change of uh, quality of life, of mindset. The financial woes that you guys have would be gone with 10 listings at all times. Now, some of you are blessed with high sale prices, and you only need to be at five listings at all times. Where others of you, like where Julie and I sold real estate for us to accomplish our financial goals at the time, we needed to have like 30 listings at all times. We've had coaching clients that need to have 100 listings at all times, but for the most part, it's 10. 10, 10 listings is what you need. 
That needs to be your primary focus. That is called your magic number. That needs to be where all your best energies go every single day. And you need to have the courage to break from the addiction of buying your business. You need to have the courage to break from the addiction of following all these pretty shiny objects that have essentially ruined your potentiality in this business because you think you're supposed to be doing all this complicated crap and you're really not. If you focus on listings, guys, if you focused all your best energies every single day on being a powerful listing agent, and getting to 10 listings at all times. There is no aspect of this business that won't get easy for you. You want buyer leads, which frankly at 10 listings at all times, maybe you don't. Maybe you make a new rule for yourself that you're only going to work with the sellers that have houses to sell that you list. And all the buyer leads you get off the signs, you start referring. You become your own mini Zillow. And you start referring those buyer leads out to other agents. And you get them to pay you 25 or 30%. Or maybe you charge them a flat fee and they pay you off the HUD. Who knows? The point is, is you have control of your life again. The point is, is you have control of your weekends. The point is, as a listing agent, guys, you don't work crazy hours. You work nine to five. You do. The point is, is as a listing agent, you have a real business that's consistent. So the hard part is, you know, getting to 10 listings at all times. Some of you are so far ahead of that, it doesn't matter, but you get the point. And then replacing them as they sell. But that becomes your entire existence. You wake up in the morning. You do what's necessary for you to generate the leads that you'd sold. Like, so this month you sell four listings. That means the following 30 days, we need to make sure we replace the four. That is the core of our coaching program. And it will never be anything more complicated than that because this is where you guys create consistent cash flow. This is where you create profits that are 80, 90% of the money you revenue, the revenue you generate. This is how you actually get rich because remember, you never get rich from selling real estate. You get rich from reinvesting the profits that you have from selling real estate. Some of you guys listening have these big teams and you're now saying, well, why the hell am I not making more profit in my business? It's because you have a big team. It's because you're buying your lead. It's because you're following a business plan that's not designed to produce big profits. It's designed to produce lots of transactions. If you want to do lots of transactions just because you like the attention and you want people to celebrate you because you sold 5 billion houses, but in the back of your head, you, your accountant, and your, your, your partner knows that you're not actually earning any profit, knows that you're not actually increasing your net worth, if that's the business you want, I, I promise you we're not the coaching company for you because the people that come to us are the ones that actually want to get rich. And the definition of rich is where your money works for you. You no longer have to work for your money. The level of intensity that I have as I pass this information along to all of you is the same level of intensity that you must have for yourself when holding yourself accountable to actually accumulating uh, enough profit that you then can uh, you know, invest in real estate, invest in rental properties. You buy enough rental properties and eventually the passive cash flow creates enough income that you don't have to work anymore if you were to choose to. Why not follow that path? It's probably the reason you got into real estate, right? Didn't you get into real estate because you wanted a sense of financial freedom? Didn't you want to get in real estate because you, you didn't want to be a debt slave your entire life? Isn't that the reason? Right, it is, isn't it? To single, every single one of you, if I asked you, and we've asked this question from thousands, hundreds of thousands of agents, why did you get into real estate? And almost every single person says, I want freedom. The essence of the reason why you got into this business is because you want freedom. The way you get freedom is you have to create profit. With that profit, you reinvest and you create passive cash flow. Then you're free. You've broken free of the financial tyranny that is virtually everyone's lives. Why don't you make that your goal? 
Why don't you make that your driving force, your North Star? That is your mission. That's what I'd like all of you guys to seriously consider. So listen, if you need us for anything, please feel free to email us, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Thank you sincerely for uh, making Harris Rules the number one uh, international bestseller that it is. It's an enormous compliment from all of you guys to continue to support the book. We'll be forever uh, in your debt for helping us to accomplish a lifelong goal for Julie and I. Frankly, the book exceeded our expectations because of all of you, and we sincerely appreciate it. So when I say we're here for you, know that we're here for you. Um, So if you need us, send us an email. In the meantime, we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank you.